The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hi, this is Al Pacino, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. hoo Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. We are the show that talks about computers. Technology. And, of course, the Internet. Now, uh, we have got Sean DeWeird in another room because we wanted to talk to Peter without them. Yeah, they yeah they're not they're not welcome to talk about this. This is this is this is something that uh, I found uh, last week when we were looking for like a website of the week, and through a mutual friend, uh, I found uh, the Peter from uh, B Day Game, and so this is like a it's the the premise of it is it's a custom video game that he can make for you to uh, put you inside the video game or to tell events about your life or just whatever kind of story you want to tell. It's, a, it's so, a great idea. I mean, think about it. In the past, we have seen companies that have launched that do video memories where they'll take your your photos and they'll they'll scan a photo or they'll take Super 8 movies or VHS and they'll, they'll put it in there. And I mean, that's a great service. Uh, the Scan My Photos guy is awesome with that. But this one, you could tell your story as yourself as a video game character or be just in a game because, come on, who would not want to? I mean, I've been in a movie. But I've never been in a video game. Yeah. I'd rather be in a video game. I think so. Because a video game, cool. I mean, a movie is, a movie can be timeless, but yet it, same thing is a video game is also timeless. Well, yeah, and then you can manipulate your character, too. I like Absolutely. that. Now, Absolutely. Peter Hudicek is with PD Games with us here on the line. Peter, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Peter. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, we, well, for our listeners, I wonder, where, where are you located at? I'm uh, uh, in Czech Republic, <laughs> usually in Prague, but not right now. Wow, that's so, so like this is worldwide. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, where did this whole idea come from? Well, it started when uh, I was uh, thinking about my uh, wife's birthday gift, and uh, because I was working in the uh, uh, game industry for quite some time, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could make her a game. So I did. I I tried to recreate her uh, as, as avatar avatar in uh, in the game and uh, hit gifts around the flat and uh, in the game she was playing some mini games and after each mini game she received a clue on the gifts hidden around the flat so she was like completing the mini game and then then uh, looking for for little gifts so oh that's cool so, so you you, did... you tied in the the game yeah, into yeah, yeah. real life stuff that was oh that yeah, yeah. and she, she like really liked it and uh, told uh, her friends about it so, and then they contacted me like we would like to uh, do this for our uh, boyfriend husband and so uh, I started like making these games and then I thought well maybe I could bring this to the world and uh, share it with others so now you you and, make this a, a full time career now yeah 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 were you a little daunted though were you a little like oh I don't know am I biting off more than I chew because I mean doing it as this what you did for your wife, which I think is awesome, right? And then suddenly you get people calling in, going or emailing, saying, "I want one, I want one." Is it suddenly like, "Wait a minute, am I am I taking on too much?" Yeah, well, uh, it was uh, kind of like in waves. It, it came like people told about it, other people, and uh, then it like went down a little bit. So uh, I've tried to build a website and uh, put some uh, Instagram photos of the games. And uh, I think the real breakthrough was uh, when uh, Jason from Uni Gifts for Guys shared on his blog about me. And uh, I never used the uh, phrase unique gift uh, in, on my website. So uh, people who actually 
buy uh, or bought the, the game, I was always asking them, how did you find me? How did you, how did you know about this? And everyone said, well, I was looking for a unique gift. So I, I knew it was through his, uh, through his blog. Why is this unique? Usually you, you don't play games where you are or your, your families and friends are main characters and mm -hmm. uh, the story is built around you. I think the biggest value is, is emotional because there are a lot of games with uh, great gameplay or, or graphics, probably none with, with you um, playing the main role. So that's the unique thing. And usually game development takes many years and uh, millions of, of dollars. This is like in few weeks. You can knock these out in usually just a few weeks at a time. Yeah, oh, and nice. it's for different occasions. It, it can be birthday, but it, it's sometimes it's an anniversary, this... uh, wedding gift, or, or uh, I've, I've made a proposal game. Really? So that oh, was, wow. That was real fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Did, did she say yes? Yeah, she, <laughs> she said yes. How could you awesome. not? And we were yeah, really yeah. happy. Yeah. Wait, yeah, did she say my, my yes to him just... or yes to you? Because, I mean, like, if you're the one that made the game. <laughs> she That's... said yes to him. And it was real fun because um, I've never done one before. So we were, like, trying to, like, how, how to make this work? Because, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. Load the game too often because, you know, we want to keep the, the story and the flow going. There are things that, like, it, it should be, like, romantic, but also you want to like make the funny mood sometimes so so mm -hmm. uh, it was very fun to do and uh, and uh, we were really happy to, that, that she said yes yeah of course from a technical standpoint um when you make a game i mean i know i know a little bit about video game design not a lot but there are templates that that basically every major uh, game manufacturer will use uh, for certain aspects i'm assuming you probably have the same thing you have certain entities that you would be able to use in other games you don't build every single game from the ground up you do use no, some no, no. templates yeah, it's, right? usually it's, it's the game is like from two parts technically speaking uh one is one is the story and the second one are the yeah. mini games and uh, i i have like lots of mini games created already because more more um uh games i create like then more mini games i have so i can reuse them and it really depends on the person receiving the game because if if you would like, you know, let's say Pac-Man or something like that, then then I can put it in the game. Or oh wow! If you, if you loved Heroes, Might and Magic, so I can like put it in there. After this, I can reuse it for other other people that that uh, uh, like the same thing. So that's why I can make it pretty quickly. Uh, because I have these mini games already. The stories are always unique because it's based yeah, on that yeah. person. Yeah, stories are yeah. always unique, and um, usually the, the game at the start uh, when you start the game, it's important that you recognize that this is yourself, this yep. is mm -hmm. your flat. So people send me layouts uh, of their uh, oh my gosh, that's house. so cool. So I recreate it, or, or maybe they just. Uh, take photos of their of, of the living room, so I recreated in the game. Oh my god! Wow. That's my living room, and that's me. I want I want one of these already right now. <laughs> I really want one. <laughs> the gameplay time is usually around uh, one hour, Ooh, um, but it wow. depends how skilled you are because some mini games are harder to beat. So it could take you more time, or or if you are really skilled, then you could probably like 
uh, you're like, in 40, 45 minutes, let's say. When you're saying like um, mini games, are you talking about you get the story and then there's little like puzzles that you got to complete throughout the game? Or is that, is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. if, they, if they said in their story, say it's a, it's a couple and they're celebrating an anniversary and just a thought, they say, well, in uh, our first date, he gave me this big, huge stuffed teddy bear. You can actually create that teddy bear and have that in the living room in the scene yeah, yeah, a little yeah. something again it ties into that that connection that that is made with the person playing now when i was looking at some of the screenshots of the games you know i i, I kind of caught a little bit of remnants of uh first early final fantasies uh and i also <laughs> caught i also caught some remnants of like phoenix right ace attorney uh with with the way the the characters pop up and their text comes on you know things like that that so does am i correct i mean that's kind of that's what I picked up off of off of looking at the style of artwork. So, if anybody has played any of the early Final Fantasies or the Phoenix Wright series, uh, it's it, you probably would would recognize the the style. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture done of Abraham Lincoln as uh, the <laughs> Avatar. I'm like, Lincoln looks like he could kick my butt. I mean, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I mean, it looks really, really good. It looks like it would be a lot of fun to play for people that are looking to get something like this. You you could get it for like like you said earlier, like a birthday, an anniversary. Uh, just a, a a big uh, moment in life that you want to relive, yeah. or or just just simply because if you just want to be like, hey, I just want to walk around my house all day in the game. <laughs> sure, I'll make that for you, <laughs> Peter. Growing up, like, what were some of your favorite games? To oh, play? good question. You know, oh. you look, but you look back, you because here you are, you're you're in game design. You obviously were inspired, <laughs> but like, what were what were some of the ones that really said? I love this game. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> About another right? 30 seconds. No, no. 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 Yeah. I, I was always inclined to uh, story-driven games like uh, Knights of the Old Republic and mm -hmm. um, BioWare games. In the early games, I actually have really, really old uh, computer at home, you know, with, with the turbo button, mm -hmm. which makes mm -hmm. a lot of <laughs> noise and stuff. Old school, like uh, Prince of Persia and <laughs> these kind of oh, games. Oh, love that game. We, Did you ever watch the movie Ready Player One? Yeah, I, I I've actually read the book. Yes, so did I. Yeah. Long yeah. before it, uh, before it like, went to um, the movies, I really loved it, and even even my uh, wife loved it because yeah. because it was. And she's not a player, and she really liked the story. And I actually think that the book was kind of oh, better. Yeah. Oh, of guess, course, but yeah, of it's course. always you know book yeah. versus uh, uh, yeah. movie. So all right, so so we have a listener that says, "I wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna go ahead and and I think this would be a lot of fun." What do they need to do? What is the steps they're going to need to take to go ahead and get this process started? And how much time should they really give? It can be done in two weeks, but usually more time, the better, because uh, usually two 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 weeks is, is like the, the minimum you require. Mm -hmm. And uh, then like if we exchange emails and uh, get the information we, we want and uh, uh, agree on the story, you really, really just need to um, be active the first part when when the pre-production is is going on so that that's basically what they need to do and uh, then it's up to up to me to now, recreate it so with so many people wanting to do something like this um yeah i'm sure there are some case studies you know it's like it's like a story about somebody uh, or one that you've done that kind of that stand out stands out with you uh with birthday games peter do you have one of those yeah it was uh, actually quite recent because um i was contacted by a italian uh, doctor and she was in in front lines during the the biggest peak in italy so she was in contact with uh, the infected people 
and she because of her work she couldn't see her uh, boyfriend for I think she said two months or something like that uh, because she was in high-risk um, environment and she wanted to make a game because they were they, they had her anniversary coming so she wanted to give a game to him and uh, it was like she was real hero because because uh, she was answering to me like 10 p.m. when mm -hmm. she got got home from the hospital and she had energy and to wow. uh, uh, answer all my questions about the story, just uh, just uh, to uh, bring joy to to her boyfriend. So that that was That's like, so really nice. sweet. Yeah. Oh wow, that is cool. So just one of the many stories, uh, many ways that. It's it's actually helped people. They're going through this. Mm -hmm. that, that energy, that boost of energy, probably really gave her a bunch of satisfaction and through a difficult time. While you're doing this, you're also, from what I understand, developing your own title that will be available on Steam as well. Correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. how do you, how do you, is this kind of like your break? Like, okay, I'm I'm because that's a lot of work when you're doing a game that depth of that much depth. Then you say, okay, I'm going to go over here and work on this. I wanted to create a game that that people could could. Uh, play for free and uh, understand like what can be done in the game and um, I didn't want to use other people's game for right. good reason because you I, um, I respect the privacy of I wanted to create a game and and uh, because of the coronavirus uh, crisis uh, we don't know what our financial state will be we don't know mm -hmm. uh, if if the people who should be in the game will be good health so we postponed those games so I, I had uh, time to other things so, oh, so cool. i was like thinking well, maybe i could do a coronavirus uh, game why do it for free is this a great way to kind of uh number one it gives you an outlet but also maybe to promote what bd games is doing on the other side and say hey listen if you want to get your own game can you work that into it yeah it's it's uh, of course it's a kind of a uh, promotion for for the for the bd game mm -hmm. but it's also like uh, you you don't need to buy anything you just you, if, if you're like bored in quarantine or, or you would love to like have a good time for for a few hours then you can play it and and um that's it i, I i'm not so, forcing you to do anything else again it's called covid tale ignorance and it will be released soon on steam now as far yeah. as as far as b-day games so uh so somebody has gotten in touch they've given you all the graphics and everything what are they expecting is uh, when it comes to like how much is it going to cost them to be able to to get their own custom made game that they can give as a personalized gift uh, to somebody they love, somebody they care about, somebody that's retiring, or even for themselves? What would they be looking at? Yeah, uh, it it, uh, it reflects the complexity of the game, and it's, it's usually like the lowest was I think two hundred dollars. And uh, the uh, most complicated was uh, seven seven hundred dollars. Still really decent. Yeah, considering like what you get. Eight out of it. eight friends wanted yeah. to um, embarrass the the person receiving the game, so they come up with all the stories from. Uh, That's really you, you cool. probably yeah. know a lot of embarrassing stuff about each other, so oh, yeah. they wanted to remind them. <laughs> that so, is really uh, cool. It was like, Fun to do. I could see a little uh, pop up going. Do you remember the time? Yeah, going <laughs> to be like, uh oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right, what's cool. what's the way that our listeners can get in touch with you, Peter? Um, the best best uh, way is to just contact me on uh, uh, on email info uh, um, yeah, and bdgame.com. Bdgame.com. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Definitely. Uh, this is really, really cool, and I'm going to save up a little bit of money, and I'm going to buy myself one of these. 
<laughs> I'm going to just see if I can have you drive off a cliff. Oh, come on. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. That birthday game thing is cool. Give him a little bit about your life, and he makes a video game based on any any scenario you throw timeless. at him. Sounds really dope. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to see actually some of the gameplay because I mean I've seen the pictures, the stills, and all that stuff. Well, I mean he's got that COVID uh, COVID tale coming out on Steam for free right soon. So but, I'm gonna check that out when it comes out. Because I I was thinking I want to show do it as a TV segment, but I think I got to show video on there, and I was thinking. Sure. You know, it'd be cool to get the anchor, uh, get him in the game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> show him run around with a little tie and all that stuff. You know, you know, he might be able to do something like that. He might be able to do like a little like, quick, like five minute game. Kind That's of what thing. I'm remember, thinking. Yeah. Remember, he said he would do a the game is like 60 minutes long. Yeah. But if you could, you know, maybe like talk to him, be like, hey, man, you know, I'll throw you like uh, 20 bucks. You just do a five minute little game or something. It would you know? be kind of fun to, yeah. to have them all running around. Speaking of that, um, I don't know if you do you guys ever follow News Be Funny up on YouTube? Mm, I don't. Okay, so you guys would like it, especially that you've both worked in uh, in multimedia news journalism. Sure. Uh, news Be Funny is on YouTube, and it's basically uh, every month they curate some of the best bloopers that get sent into them on their YouTube channel. And of course, the majority of the bloopers for the month of April are people working at home. Uh, the reporters working on the street. Oh. <laughs> some, some report, if you notice that some reporters aren't doing their segments at home, they're actually going outside somewhere. Yeah. You know, and setting it up. Well, with, even like I've seen people in the front of their own homes. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm reporting live in front of my own house, <laughs> talking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with my house. Back to you, Jim. Exactly. But uh, News Be Funny has some pretty good segments in there with dogs, cats, children. Uh, and then there's a, there's a, is it B is in the letter B New or news B E B E funny news okay. B E funny. And they have the April compilation up there as you can take a look at it there, which are, are pretty funny, but the best one on there is one of the reporters decided to do a little mood lighting cause she's got a real good camera. I think she's got, you know, one of the oh, smartphones, no. she did some mood lighting and had candles and you know, one of the things about, uh, you know, uh, reporters, you will find they use a lot of hairspray and, uh, <laughs> Her hair just basically combusted. <laughs> no, <laughs> like caught on fire. Uh, what? She's, Wait, she's okay. the mood lighting? How did the mood lighting cut it on? Fire? I don't know. She's had a candle nearby, I guess. Oh no! It, it, you spray it. <laughs> oh man, that's so, so funny. Being a uh, journalist, I think you guys would uh, would probably appreciate that. That's um, funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, we've been having, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, a lot of tech issues uh in arizona where we do the show from at least uh, this portion of it um with a lot of internet outages and it seems to be coming up quite a bit although it was kind of funny because i noticed every day i'm rebooting my linksys the the actual router and i'm mm -hmm. thinking that's not is that normal or is it uh, is it no. not keeping up to speed with the the new modem because i got that cm1000 which is high speed and i'm thinking well the, the linksys router I have is about two years old. Do you think maybe I need to look into uh, upgrading that? Because two years is not that much. That no. means it's not that old. No, it's really not. And it's a pain when I have to re you know, to reset the whole thing. Cause then I have to do the cameras. I have to climb up on the ladder, get the code, do the whole bit. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just wondering if, uh, if that's, if when you update your router, your modem, I should say, and it's a high speed because I've gone from I was getting 80 megabits per second down to, you know, 500. Do you also have to do your should you do your Linksys router if it's, you know, two or three years old? 
I don't think you should have to. I don't know. I don't think you should. I mean, I don't know. Sean, I, I run, personally at my house, I run professional grade stuff. So I have a Juniper mm-hmm. Switch. I have a Juniper SRX for a firewall slash modem. So, I mean, I, I run stuff that 99% of the home consumers don't have. Yeah. But that's just me because I'm a network engineer. But so, Sean, what do you run? So I run a Netgear Nighthawk. Right. I don't remember. I don't remember specifically. Nighthawk is a pretty good one. Yeah, Nighthawks. Yeah, it's like the one back. It was like three hundred bucks when I bought it. Um, and I hardwire everything. I ran Ethernet when we bought our house. Um, and then I run an HP unmanaged ten port gigabit switch. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I get my connectivity to my basement. So. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. I mean, I'm not not doing anything fancy. Oh, uh, I have an Aris surfboard modem. Oh, really? Now, which one are you running? Do you know? I don't remember the model off the top of my head. I could go get the box. Because that's the one I had. I had the 6183, and it was like, it it was old, though. I mean, we're talking years old when I updated it to the CM1000. No, I I bought it new, so it was probably, I think it was the newest surfboard model, whatever it is, um, right when we bought our house, just over a year ago. Right. That's yeah. Hmm. Still, I mean, the the technologies change fast, but they don't change that fast. Right. Uh, I, we got an email. We actually got got an email in from one of our listeners that sent a note via Facebook and wanted to know. Um, they were cutting the cord, and I, we we covered this quite a bit. But this is something that people go through, and if somebody misses it, and he said, you know, which antenna should I get? Mm-hmm. And he said, we want to cut the cord because we're spending too much money. We're going to keep the internet. We're going to keep Hulu. And like right away, I was thinking, if that's the case, should we not be recommending rather than getting an antenna? Shouldn't we recommend YouTube? Well, I mean, we talked about it a little last week. Well, it depends. You have to, you can't just recommend YouTube. You have to ask pointed questions. What do you watch? How much do you watch? Okay. Do you want to record it? Do you want mm-hmm. to watch live sports? Do you want to watch local news? So you kind of have to ask those pointed questions before you just say YouTube TV. Okay. First off, I want to mention YouTube TV. Okay. When Sean mentioned that last week, I went ahead and tried the two week trial of it. Okay. I love it. Really? I absolutely love YouTube TV because all I had to do when I was setting it up, it gave me an entire list of shows. Like, what shows do you like? And I clicked on like Price is Right, Shark Tank, um, uh, Masked Singer, uh, you know, just random shows that I personally like. And it automatically added them to my cloud DVR. So I never even have to worry about the show being recorded. It's automatically recorded for me. And so when I launch YouTube TV, it's there for me. And, and not only the latest episode, but every episode. So I can go back a couple weeks in, you know, past and watch all of my favorite shows all together. And the only thing that I, I don't like was if you decide to fast forward a little bit in a show, especially a YouTube original show that's, or not a YouTube original, but like, one of their, oh gosh, I can't even remember what channel I was watching. I did, oh, it was a YouTube original. It was the Hot Ones game show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I fast-forwarded a little bit. All of a sudden, I got a three-and-a-half-minute commercial break, followed by a 30-second bump into the show, followed by another three-and-a-half-minute <laughs> commercial break, followed by a one-minute portion of the show, followed by another three-and-a-half-minute oh, commercial break. Yeah. So that, that upset me a little bit. There's but, some there's some streaming uh, sources. I'm not going to say which ones. Some streaming sources that do that. When you want to listen yeah. to a show, it will just fill it full of ads first and then give you the content. Yeah, but um, no, and this was like right in the middle because I was already watching the show and I decided, yeah, I can skip a little bit of this. And I skipped, I think I skipped Pasco commercial breaks. All right, so and that's why they had to backload it. I didn't know about but, the I didn't know about the cloud DVR. Do you have to pay extra for that? No, if you it's get part of it. It's really, it's, it's just part, part of, of the U- 
YouTube TV. Yeah. So, so I could like say if I can get a local channel, I could yeah. tell it. Oh, record. and all your local. No, your local channels are already included. Well, that makes sense. It's yeah. only fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. If you're not into like streaming like that, there is a really really good website that's going to help you pick your antenna. Oh yeah. It's yeah. called AntennasDirect.com. Or even what? Antenna Web, which is another source. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's another one. But yeah, I, I personally use Antennas Direct. What you do is you go there, you type in your uh, your zip code. Okay. And then from that point, it will tell you the locations surrounding you of the transmitters. All right. So that way you know which direction you would need to point your antenna and how far away they are. If you happen to live within, let's say, a 20-mile radius of the transmitters, you could probably get away with one of those little paper-thin window antennas that you can buy off of Amazon for 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And 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 put and connect it right to your TV. If you live farther out than that and it will tell you, it'll it'll show a little ring, like a green ring, a yellow ring, and a red ring. And if you get into the yellow or red, you're probably going to want to buy a more expensive powered antenna to help you pick up those channels. My in-laws were able to drop their so they were had Charter, which is the the local mm-hmm. internet provider up in northern Michigan. And they were paying $120 for their cable, their internet, their phone, all that stuff. They wanted to keep their phone line because they have a uh, my my grandmother-in-law is elderly and they need she has the number memorized so she doesn't want to have to learn a new phone number, all that stuff. So they're keeping the hard line. And they were able to drop their price from paying 150 about 150 a month right. to just over 70 a month. That's, that's a pretty good, good. savings, <laughs> right? For, that's that's really including good. the internet. Their mm-hmm. phone and their YouTube TV subscription. See the wow. thing. The thing to think about too is you're not having to buy extra equipment, right, Justin? I mean, no, because no, I, I pay. TV. I pay fourteen dollars for one DVR and ten dollars yeah. for another DVR. Yeah, it's yep. all. It, it's just an app. I mean, the app on YouTube TV works on. Uh, I want. I definitely want to say Apple TV. It works on Amazon Fire Stick. Uh, remember, you know, Google and 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 Amazon don't really have a a great relationship, but Dude. they finally were able to come to an agreement. Bring it back. I think it works on Roku, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, you want you to ha- say you, you have to look specifically at which generation of the device you have. Yeah. Samsung TVs, 2015 and older, don't support the YouTube TV app. Okay. Right. That's why we had to buy the Amazon Fire Stick for my sure to do that. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're there was TV no firmware update to the TV? Not not for the 15s. Yeah, not for... Okay. They, they have like the last model that doesn't support the newest update. So okay. their TVs from 2012, right? So right, it's sure. old yeah. enough that a newer TV, you know, eight years is a long time in the world of TVs. So yeah, wow. I, I, See, like, I don't. I don't like use. I don't use TV apps because I mean, well, for me personally, because I have my TVs hooked up through a receiver, and so right. I, I get the surround sound, and I can't really use the TV apps because then it doesn't feed into the receiver, so that way I get the surround sound. So that's why I do use an Amazon Fire TV, and I have uh, three of them, and, right. I, and I love it. Now, so what, can I put that on more than one TV in the house? See, we, yes. we got like three TVs in the house. Yes, and I think you can actually watch it the same. I haven't tested it personally, but I'm pretty sure you I can watch it the same five, time. I think it's five separate active logins. It's what you can have on so cross devices, you, TVs. Could you TVs. theoretically share this? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm going off. I'm going off the a la Netflix. I'm going off the a la Netflix thing where you, they were like, "Oh, we want you to share your login." Was, well, there was a story this week. You know, 44 million people are sharing their username and password for their their logins for Netflix, Hulu, and and some of the others. 
That's you know, a big number. So, it would be so easy for Netflix just to stop it in one fell swoop. Well, yeah. And just and just be like, we're blocking it by IP address. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. Our IPs change. So then well, you, you got to go if, through a if, whole. If you're logged in with one IP and all of a sudden you're logging in with another IP at the same time. Bam, and another, no. another part of the country. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm waving the BS flag. <laughs> So, right. Um, so, if, since we're on the topic of YouTube TV and antennas, is I wanted to show this device that I bought. Oh. It's an AT. It's an ATC tuner. I have so one it of has those. HDMI out. I have one of those too. Yeah. And it's awesome. Is that so Homeworks? I just, I, is that by Homeworks? It's uh, it's made by it's it's an off brand. I bought it on Amazon. Yeah, I bought but mine too. Been, yeah. It's called Leo Box. L E E L Box. Um, show that to like show that it, to the camera. So for anybody going to look at that. Yeah, it looks pretty just good. like mine. Yeah, just, just like mine. But what I like about it is I can I can bring my antenna in, if I just put a splitter on my antenna, so I can still run it, you know, aligned to my TV upstairs. But what I can do is I can also plug in a USB drive, and the software on here allows yep. me to record, set up recordings, so I can do my own my own DVR of local stuff here if so I wanted to. I oh. have one. I have something very similar to that my my Plex server. So I use HD Home Run as it's the same thing as it's an it's a tuner, but what it does is I I plug in my antenna. Well, first off, I had my antenna in a window, and then from the window, it goes right into an amplifier, uh, a, a, an RF amplifier, and then it gets fed into the basement where I have my main splitter that goes throughout the whole house. And then from there, it goes up to my HD home run, which takes in RF, and it puts out uh, IP. Right. So, it, so it, would you drop services, Justin? I mean, now you got YouTube, and you're probably, it sounds like you're well, going to keep I'm, it. I'm not paying anything else. So, right. I mean, the HD Home Run only lets me get my over-the-air channels. But what uh, YouTube TV lets me get is, is things like FS1, ESPN, you know, all these other things that I, I can't get with right. over-the-air. And also, I like Plex because I can do, I can do the um, recordings of my favorite shows like Mass Singer and let's say, you know, uh. Price is Right. I mean, who doesn't love Price is Right? Oh, love but but the right. thing is, is I have to set those up. I have to set it up on the Plex server, and my computer has to be turned on in order for me to use it. Whereas YouTube TV, it just does it. It's in the cloud. I was watching a, a YouTube video. It was actually the Joe Rogan Experience podcast right. last night on YouTube, and he was interviewing Elon Musk. And they were bringing back up the subject of his latest project, uh, Neuralink. Mm -hmm. Now, a quick backstory to this, I've always thought in myself, I said, you know what, if there was ever anything in the future that would allow me to like somehow do like a total recall type of thing where I could get like some sort of an implant or something that would allow me to instantly be able to learn like Japanese, like speak Japanese oh, okay, perfectly yeah. or, or to be able to be really good at math or, or be like the most brilliant network engineer or something for a certain price. I would wouldn't, think wouldn't that. that. Wouldn't you be afraid of it messing with your head? Well, possibly. But then there's also, I thought, what happens if I ever become a quadriplegic and oh, I can't walk go. anymore? There you go. What if, what if there was something you could put into your brain that would, that would rewire your brain's circuitry to allow you to walk again? Or if I lost my vision to get your vision back? Yeah. That is what Elon Musk is taking on right now with Neuralink. Wow. So this is a new thing, and there's a lot to be said about this, and there's a lot he can't talk about. But what he did talk about on the podcast was kind of the basics. And the basics are it's it's a small device, and what they do is they would drill a part of your skull out, about about a, about a, about a one-inch uh, diameter circular right. of your skull, depending on what ailment you have. is depends on what part of the brain it would be in. And they would insert this, this, this device 
and it would it would have these little wires that would be be implanted in your brain by a robot because it would be able to be very precise and where it needed to be and it would it would not hit any uh veins or arteries Hopefully. or anything like that well <laughs> that's the whole thing about it yeah, yeah. i mean brain surgery is pretty darn difficult <laughs> but once they do that it would instantly restore think about it no more alzheimer's no more quadriplegics no more uh, uh, um, like I said, uh, blindness or or anything like anything that has to do with the brain ailment, they could potentially cure instantly with this device. And then the device itself has uh, what's that? Um, the contactless uh, uh, charging, you know, uh, what like phones have now. What do they call that? So you could charge your car and your brain at the same time. Well, no, I mean, like, basically, you lay down on your pillow at night and it charges the device in the back of your head or wherever it is. Oh my gosh! You know, and then it has Bluetooth built in, which and people were like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! How can we know that this is not going to like you're going to be able to like control people and yeah. turn them into cyborgs?" Yeah. And, and Elon had a really interesting thing about that. He goes. We're already cyborgs. And, and Joe Rogan was like, immediately, he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean we're all cyborgs? He goes, when was the last time you left your house without your phone? I goes, did today, remember? <laughs> yes, exactly. You did today. But here's the thing, Andy. You, you can't be an example here because you didn't know about it. But for right. most people, when you leave your phone or leave your house without your phone, you feel like a part of you is missing. That is what his point was. We have already become cyborgs. The problem is, we're communicating with our computers, our phones, at the rate of like, let's say, a hundred bits a second. Right. Which is super, super slow. I don't know. That, that, this, this technology device, scares me. This device would allow us to communicate at computer speeds, teraflops. We could be like <laughs> back and forth and be like an entire conversation is done within like a half a second. You know, and like you can even, the, he was envisioning this device would even be able to allow you to have overlays upon your eyes. So if you get a text call coming in, it's like, bam, it's right over your eye. Oh, you can see great. in the distance. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> he is literally talking about turning humans into yeah, full-fledged no. AI cyborgs. Thank you, Elon. Stick to your cars. I, I don't know, man. There's a part of me that really is, like, I really like this. Uh, here's a description that kind of terrifies me, right? All right. It says, Neuralink announced that it was working on a sewing machine-like device capable of implanting very thin four to six uh, UM, I don't know what that stands for, Uh Micrometer. Threads. Yeah, four to six micrometers and with threads into the brain. Yeah, yeah. No. that's exactly yeah. what he's talking about. It, it basically is a device that goes into your skull and then they patch it up and then you won't even know the person has it. But the, the device will then have these micrometer, micrometer uh, uh, um, lines into the various parts of your brain to help it rewire. I mean, if it was if it was simply just for the fact of being able to cure Alzheimer's, no, I like and the health benefits, yeah, like, and all that. Yeah. I would say absolutely, but there there definitely is that gray area where you're like, what else is this capable of? Yeah, like for me personally, if if they came out and said, hey, you want to learn a second language, come get Neuralink, I would be the first on board because my wife speaks Japanese. I want to be able to speak Japanese. I want to be able to talk to her parents. I want to be able to do that. I would pay for that. Yeah. Wow. Imagine a whole new way to learn. You it know, it's a whole Instantly. education system. Oh, instead of having to read a book, you just put a little device up next to your head and beep, you know the whole book. You know the whole thing. Yeah, it takes some fun out of reading it. I don't like to read. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I'm All good. Right, there you go. You, you said I think, I think you they said made the a movie about this called. Yeah, Total Recall. Yeah, West, <laughs> Westworld. Remember what yeah, happened Westworld. to Westworld? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All of that uh, crazy stuff. Where can you get more info about this? What do you um, You can do it on Neuralink.com. N-E-U-R-A link.com. Neuralink.com. Or just right. search up Tesla's crazy project. The question has come up this week about browser, browser security. We've seen more issues now. Uh, and those that have uh, Google Chrome, uh, there was a security kind of issue that happened. And a lot of people were told, oh, you should update your, your Google Chrome. People don't know how to do it. Well, usually Google will update itself. But when they issue one of those, uh, those hey, you need to do this because we haven't issued a patch yet, um, so you can grab it before you can have it mm. pushed to you. Some people have said, I don't know how to do it. So real quickly, just real quick, I wanted to go over this. When you go to, when you start at Google.com, all right, and you just, you'll see your, your browser if you use the Google Chrome browser. Up to the right, you're going to see three little dots, all right? You click on those three little dots. Then you're going to go down to your uh, help tab and you'll see about Google Chrome. When you click on that, uh, you're then going to be able to see whether you are up to date or or not. And again, that's the easiest way to do an update in case you need to do that. So in case you were ever tasked with having to update your browser because some kind of big security issue came up that a lot of people are asking that question. How in the heck do I do that? Perfect. That's a good idea. I mean, I. I thought Google Chrome just updates itself all the time, but no. I guess you're right. Man. Once in a while, they, you, they you do can, that. You can have it do auto-updates, but most of the time, it's not set up by default. Right. So this is in case something like that happens, then you're protected. Uh, any issues you guys have been having with Windows? Anything? You know, they, they pushed a bunch of updates, and I know a lot of people found that their desktop icons were gone and the whole bit. Uh, this happened to our boss Ooh. here at the station. Oh, yeah. He, he called me into his office, and he said, What's going on? And I said, I looked and I said, uh, mm, your desktop looks clean. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he normally has hundreds of icons. And he says, yeah, well, I don't understand why this happened. Well, there was an update that was pushed out. The other uh, the other issue that it's causing for some is that they have to reconnect to their, uh, to their wireless every time they jump onto the computer. Huh. Um, if that happens, shut down your computer, do a reboot. And that should take care of it. I found that that's a good way to to push that. And uh, sometimes just doing another update will do that because they, they had an update that came out and caused all kinds of craziness. So I finally figured it out today that Skype was the culprit in the one that was changing my microphone settings all the time. So what was uh, it doing? Yeah. It was setting it at a default. So I would load Skype and Skype would say, adjust your microphone volume to this level. And it took that and applied it to my Windows settings every time, Ooh. even though discreetly I've told it, don't touch my Windows settings. <laughs> it still does, right? <laughs> but it, it's Skype. It starts in the background. So as soon as it starts as a service, there, my audio is at 66%. Oh, ouch. So how did you fix it? Don't know yet. I just loaded oh. it today. I just literally, as we were doing this Skype call. <laughs> Next week, we'll that, have that I solution. I saw that it was right at 66%. And I was like, I connected the dots. All right, we'll have we'll have a solution for you next week. You're going to find out what that is, why it's doing that. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I want to thank uh, Peter Hudicek for coming on with us. Some great stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if Absolutely. he can put, put us in a game or uh, maybe we can do that thing with the news channel. That would be awesome. Uh, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the internet at techtalkradio.com. Have a great week. <laughs>